Good morning. It's Monday morning, the day the Lord has made. Today I want to talk about uh, an opportunity I had to go to Israel. <clears throat> Way it came about, um, my friend Francis Nicholson, the uh, the circuit court judge in Greenwood, South Carolina. I've told you about him several times, but <clears throat> he called me and said, Hey, Dick, um, there's a trip being planned to go to Israel, and I'm uh, it signed up, and there was a limited number of, a limited number of people, but one of the men have just dropped out, and my friend Jamie Buckingham just called me and asked if I knew anybody that I thought would be interested in going. <clears throat> so, uh, what do you think? Would you like to do that? It was about a two-week trip. I said, well, let me talk to Becky and the elders, and I'll get back to you. So I immediately talked to Becky. She thought it was wonderful. And I called the elders, and they agreed, no problem, be gone for two weeks. And uh, so I called him back and said, yes, I'd be interested. <clears throat> I'd like to do it. So in about an hour, uh, Jamie Buckingham uh, called me back. Oh, call me and gave me particulars. Uh, I, I knew who he was. He'd written, helped write some books. Um, uh, Tramp for the Lord, I think about, uh, well, I can't remember her name now. And a book about Nikki Cruz. <clears throat> um, anyway, <clears throat> he, had, he had taken... Uh, several times men to Israel and uh, but it wasn't a normal trip like going through the Holy Land what they did was they they went across the Suez Canal and followed the footsteps of Moses <clears throat> and so uh, it looked like a, a wonderful opportunity <clears throat> so uh I think there were 16 men total, and we met at the airport in New York on a Sunday after evening, early evening, and I guess flew out of JFK. There were 16 people, my friend Francis, of course Jamie Buckingham, I can't remember all the others, but a guy named uh, Stephen Strang, who was at that time the editor of a magazine called Charisma, uh, Peter Marshall Jr., the man I had uh, tried to get to come to speak at Erskine, was on this group, uh, Mickey Evans, a, um, a man who ran a treatment center type in Florida, um, actually uh, Jerry and Mary Faith Folly know him well, I think he even married them, <clears throat> and a bunch of other men, um, pastors and leaders uh, in their area communities. So um, we, we left out of uh, New York that night, <clears throat> 
and flew and uh, landed in Zurich, Switzerland. And uh, they had us in the airport for a couple hours just waiting. And then they asked us to all get on a bus. And we noticed it was just our group of 16 men. And we we they drove us out, seemed like miles, uh, but still on the airport, <clears throat> to a building, a little warehouse. And when we got off the bus, the first thing we noticed was they, uh, there were people, men, a couple men and a couple women with Uzis. <laughs> so we go in, and they had all of our equipment in there. Uh, since we were going to be going across the Sinai and traveling uh, on a, a six-wheel six drive military-type vehicle, um, we were taking all of our food, fruit, uh, that freeze-dried type stuff, <clears throat> plus other equipment, and we had it in crates. And so they had opened the crates, and uh, we had, they had all of our personal stuff there. And uh, they were going through it, and there were Israelis, all of them Israelis, with their Uzis. <laughs> Jamie... Buckingham. And most of the guys had grown beards. They had on um, not fancy clothes by any means. We look like we could have been bad people. And uh, they were nervous. So they had, they were opening the supplies and uh, they opened a lot of the even freeze dried stuff, which wasn't really a good idea but they did have some bags that could put it back in. And uh, Jamie said, don't make any jokes, fellas. He said, these people aren't, uh, they don't have much of a sense of humor. <clears throat> Be careful. Just do whatever they say. So uh, when I'm open, my, I had a backpack. And uh, when I was in Boy Scouts, we had one of these mess kits, and it was... Uh, it's kind of uh, six, eight inches round, and it had a, it was two parts. It had a pan and a cup and a bowl um, to eat out of, and uh, but it looked like a landmine, to be honest, and it was uh, in the khaki wrap. So when they opened my pack, they pulled that out, and somebody said something, and I don't know what they said. It was Israeli talk and um, Hebrew of some sort. And when she said that, about three people came running over with their machine guns. <laughs> and they and uh, then she said, open it. And then she said, slowly. So I took it apart, and they saw it was just a mess kit. But they... I realized they they were not they were nervous and they had every right to be and they still are like it. If you've ever been to Israel, you know that they they scrutinize you coming and going. So uh, we we finally got everything packed back up and on a LL plane and flew into Israel. Uh, I guess Tel Aviv, and uh, 
someone uh, was there and took us into Jerusalem, and we stayed in a compound, and I can't quite remember. It, it, it had uh, some country, uh, not Israel, um, ran it, but it was very nice, nice trees, stayed in dorms. That night, the first day we got there, we didn't get there at all. In the afternoon, and we got settled in, and we went to the Jerusalem Baptist Church hosting us for dinner. They knew Jamie. Jamie was a well-known uh, writer, speaker, pastor. So uh, we go to the Jerusalem Baptist Church, and on the way there, <coughs> Jamie told us, he said, Look, if you don't drink wine, that's fine. But don't make any big deal about it. Just say no thank you because they're going to serve us wine so we get to baptist church we're having dinner and they had a bottle of wine for every two men uh i was fortunate um the guy that i was sitting beside didn't drink wine but it, actually i didn't like it <laughs> uh but uh so we had dinner, <clears throat> then the next morning, uh, at, right after breakfast, uh, uh, Jamie had a guy named Lance Lambert to come and talk to us. Lance Lambert was a uh, Jewish man himself, although raised in England, uh, and a wonderful, wonderful Bible teacher. In fact, is <clears throat> if you have a... a uh, an iPhone, after this today, I want you to ask Siri to tell you about Lance Lambert, and she'll bring up some stuff, and on that, you can there are things about his testimony, about his writings. There is a audio testimony of Lance Lambert. It's about an hour long, and you should hear it. Uh, I encourage you to do that. So anyway, Lance Lambert, <clears throat> for two days, uh, taught about, <clears throat> excuse me, the Israelites coming out of Egypt and going through the Sinai. He taught two days. Uh, each day, it was like eight hours, and it seemed like minutes. He is, was a wonderful teacher, and, uh, we we didn't go anywhere. I mean, we didn't tour Jerusalem, even though <clears throat> we were in Jerusalem. Those two days were just preparation uh, for going through the Sinai. We we put our freeze-dried meals in order, how we would eat, and um, labeled. And uh, so after two days of teaching, doing the... Uh, I guess we got there like on a Monday. He taught Tuesday and Wednesday. <clears throat> and Thursday morning, or like Wednesday evening, we packed up this vehicle. And uh, we had an Israeli guide who was also the driver. Uh, we started out on Thursday morning, uh, early in the morning. It was actually uh, still almost dark. <clears throat> 
it was kind of dark when we left. And the first stop out of Jerusalem, we, we were going to, we, we wanted to go through Beersheba, uh, the old city, just to see that, and uh, before we took off across the Sinai Peninsula. So we got to uh, the outskirts of Beersheba. Uh, it was uh, probably about eight o'clock, seven o'clock, seven thirty. It was it was light then. <clears throat> uh, now Beersheba is probably the place, at least at that time in seventy nine, where uh, the Israelis had the, the nuclear stuff. So there were guards, um, and so we come up in our truck, and uh, it looked like a military vehicle, and the guys looked like, you know what? <clears throat> so they uh, they asked what we where we were going. They said we wanted to go see the old city, and uh, the guard said uh, you can't do that. So a couple of the guys were talking to him, could speak Hebrew. And uh, they kept talking, and finally he brought his uh, his commanding officer over, and they were talking to him and trying to talk him into letting us go see the old city. Finally, you could tell he got he got tired of this, <clears throat> and he said something, and the guys cocked their Uzis. When they did that, Jamie said, Hey, guys, I don't think we're going. <laughs> so we got on the, back on our vehicle and uh, headed across the Sinai. And you could, it was a good thing we had a vehicle, I guess, because there weren't good roads. Uh, so anyway, we just drove across. It took a, a while. I can't, I don't remember how long. <clears throat> but the thing I remember is, uh, we went up this little hill, and when we did, about 200 yards in front of us was a huge ship. We had reached the Sinai, the um, Suez Canal, and a ship was going through. It was like, uh, I can remember seeing it so clearly. It was just a wow all of a sudden, and it, even though it was 200 yards, it looked like we were on top of it. it um, so when we got to the Suez, that's when we turned and started, um, tracing the footsteps of Moses. And I want to tell you about that, uh, start, starting, uh, various things tomorrow, but it was a wonderful experience, um, and from it, many, many, many things happen. <clears throat> but I want you to go listen to Lance Lambert. Um, uh, he was a great Bible teacher, friend of Derek Prince. They were contemporaries. And uh, with his British accent and his knowledge of of uh, Israel, I think his... But his the, what's on the tape on the uh, if you go to on the iPhone is going to be his testimony, which is quite interesting. The Lord uh, 
I apparently spoke to a couple of you recently, uh, and I, I they commented back to me that about writing down things that God has done in your life, so you can pass them on to your kids and grandkids, things your kids don't know. Uh, but the scripture said that one generation is to basically pass on the acts of God to the next one. They need to know. Special things happen in your life. And uh, things that affected you and has influenced your kids as well, even if they don't know it. So it's worth doing it. It's, uh, it's proper. It's biblical. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. He's a wonderful God who loves us and will take care of us. His mercy is forever. Love you. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.